Peace and blessings and welcome to the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by HeritageHipHop.com. We introduce you to your future favorite artists today while celebrating those who have created this culture and giving them crowns while also exposing the new faces to lead the generations in the culture in the future. On this episode, we talk to Richie Evans, representing Philly by way of Phoenix, Arizona, West Coast, East Coast collaborator, who not only got his start under the gang, but is making a name for himself. And with his new single, Can't Knock the Hustle, featuring Rick Ross, he's taking the game to a place where Phoenix, Arizona is not used to, and that's hip-hop royalty. Make sure you stay tuned to Heritage Hip Hop and enjoy this podcast for more. Without further ado, our feature presentation. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we have our, our guest in the building. What's going on? Introduce yourself to the people. What's good, family? It's none other than your man, Richie Evans. Man, how you doing, family? <clears throat> oh, it's a pleasure to get to talk to you. I'm doing good. We're holding on with two hands over here. Man, that's all we can ask for at this point. You know what I mean? Pretty much. I got to ask you I gotta ask you something before we start the interview. All right. You the world famous Richie Lope? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, because I, I would have took this interview in a whole nother direction. Nah, nah, respect nah. If you are, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, so ladies and gentlemen, like I said, without further ado, here's our our, our guest Richie Evans. And I don't know if you're used to heritage hip hop. This is not the type of podcast where I ask a lot of the stupid questions that people ask, like, "What's your favorite color? What's your top right, five? Right, right. Like, I don't care about that. Right. The purpose of my interview is to connect the people to you so they have an understanding of who you are and want to find your music, not just stream your music. Absolutely. I want them to purchase your music. Absolutely. So let's start from the beginning. Bet, bet. You're from Phoenix, Arizona. Not, so I was born in Philly and okay. then I was raised in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. That explains a lot when it comes to certain directions that you take and how you flow, even yeah. though you have another influence. So let's talk yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, you know, you know, for me, man, like I said, starting out early on, man, you know, I definitely was just a fan of the craft and the music. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, it, it, you know, I kind of I kind of I kind of call it the game syndrome. You know what I'm saying? And what I mean by that is, you know, I kind of got that tone and that influence where. You know, I, I still get that love and respect from back east, but I also can come home out west and not and not skip a beat. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. What I like about your music is that it's musical. Yeah. Not just rap. Absolutely. Why is the ear the first important instrument that makes a hip hop song good in your opinion? For me, you know what I'm saying, the ear is probably the most important piece of this whole thing besides your engineer. But, you know, I feel like that's where you get your feeling. That's where you get your emotion from. You know what I'm saying? I think that, you know, for me, man, you know, music is definitely, you know, connected to me on a spiritual level. You know what I'm saying? I think that any artist or, you know, any, you know, you know, musician, you know, has that type of connection. So definitely, you know, to have an ear for things that, are um, a little bit more in tune and a little bit more deeper than just the surface. You know what I mean? I think that that's the most important thing. And that's how you get some of the finest music that, you know, starts, starts to come out, you know what I mean? From, from these particular artists. <clears throat> see, see, the thing about when it comes to music is 
people sleep on the integrity of your spirit. Absolutely. Because people sell their soul to make a song. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy that you say that because I was saying the other day, you know, um, I just dropped my, like I said, uh, EP called Highly Favored. You know what I'm saying? And it's great release. Thank you. Appreciate that. I was going to say it's definitely connecting with, with, you know, a lot of people, you know what I mean? On many, many different levels. And somebody asked me, they was like, man, you know, you sound confident, you sound clean, you sound direct, like everything is just arranged and put together. Well, you know, what do you think is different from some of your, you know, earlier releases to where you are now? And I said, actually, man, you know, right now I'm walking in my purpose. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I said, right now I'm in tune, you know what I'm saying, with myself. I'm more in tune, you know what I mean, spiritually, emotionally, you know what I'm saying, a little bit more direct than just, like I said, doing the surface level shit and just making music for, you know, the fad at that time or, you know what I'm saying? So, no, no, I definitely I definitely feel what you what you was just saying about that for sure. You know what's deep? Doing, your, doing some history on you, yeah. shout out to your team, you came out under the influence of the game, right? But you are inspired by Nas, Fab, and Ice Cube as well. Absolutely. Now, those are four different MCs, right? What did you take from each one to help make the gumbo that came out to be you and your style? You know, I'll, I'll start with game. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, despite game being a big brother, you know, he gave me the opportunity to see what this industry is definitely about. You know, I was able to be in the studio beside him and, you know, seeing him put together some of the classic material that he has. You know what I mean? And one thing about Game, like I said, despite, you know, us having similar vocal tones, he's one of the ones who's helped me cater the ear. You know what I mean? I always tell people, despite what they may think about Game's antics outside of music, you know what I mean? As a musician and as an artist, he's always created great bodies of work. You know what I mean? He's yeah. always gave you some of that meat and potatoes. He's always gave you a full pro, you know, project. So I definitely want to say that's where the game aspect comes through. Um, as far as Ice Cube go, you know, Ice Cube was the first artist that I've seen stand on his own truths and principles, you know what I'm saying, growing up. You know what I mean? Like I said, you know, of course he came from the legendary NWA, but, you know, to see him step away and stand on his beliefs against all odds, you know what I mean, and speak how he was and 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 just you know uh believe in 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 self was just a motivation within itself you know what i'm saying and you know let's you know cube is a lot of people may not believe this but to me man cube is one of the illest lyricists there is you know what i'm saying i mean he's been he's been you know spitting at a high level for a long time i mean he's he's made it comfortable for a lot of other artists to speak how they speak now you know what Facts. i'm saying that's a fact so definitely shout out to cube um, Fab, for an example, you know, Fab was always an artist that I just, you know, his bar game was super dope, but he also was able to put it into a melodic standpoint. You know what I mean? I.e., you know, I speak on the soul tape. You know what I'm saying? You know, Fab mm -hmm. definitely had a, a great collection dealing with that soul tape. You know what I mean? And his aura and his energy, you know what I'm saying? And what I mean, aura is just like I said, the way he carries himself. You know what I'm saying? From the beginning of his existence in this hip hop, Fab was always one of them cool, cool dudes. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he'll bar you to death and give you great product, but he also was, you know what I'm saying, cool and, you know, marketable to uh, uh, women or marketable to the masses. You know what I'm saying? 
So, you know, also that's why I also, you know, shoot out Fab. And then, you know, for, 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 for Godson, I mean, he was just somebody that I just ultimately felt had the full package musically. You know what I mean? I think that he was able to speak his truth. You know what I'm saying? I think that he puts great bodies of work together. Of course, his pen is phenomenal. But, you know, he was able to connect his music, not just to niggas from the hood, but also to the masses worldwide. You know what I mean? You know, he was able to cross, you know, you know, different type of genres and, and borders to, to 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 get to where he is. So, you know, if you if you take each of them and put them in a the pot and sprinkle a little bit of my sauce on it, that's what you get. Richie Evans. And I love how you put that together because when I was reading and doing my homework on you, when I saw Phoenix, Arizona, right. the, red, the red flags for me went up totally. Absolutely. Because Phoenix, Arizona is one of the most anti-hip-hop places Absolutely. in the history of yeah. hip-hop that people people probably don't, probably don't really understand. Like, for yeah. instance, let's not take my glasses off for this one. We're going to get deep. Like, yeah. for this one, if you anybody remembers when Public Enemy was fighting with Sister Soldier for the acknowledgement of the Dr. Martin Luther King yep. holiday. Yep. Arizona was so stark against it that they actually yep. made a song about it where they actually killed the senator yeah. who represented Arizona. It's called By the Time I Get to Arizona. Right. And when you think of a Arizona, you think of like Mexicans or something. Absolutely. You think about the heat, of course. You think about the Phoenix Suns. Yep. Um, what else is out there? Uh Let's just say it's not very hip hop friendly. Absolutely. So when you brought that up, when it was brought up to my attention that that's the territory you you were claiming, I was like, wow, he's going to be one of very few. Absolutely. That will wave that flag. Tell me about coming out of that land, representing that land, and waving that flag with that land starkly against what you represent. You know, you know, it's crazy because you know I say this all the time, man. You know, Phoenix is is not like a New York. It's not like a L.A. It's not like a Chicago. We definitely don't have the infrastructure or have the full culture as some of those other cities and states have, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, for me, it's automatically going against the grain. You know what I mean? Like I said, you know, I'm, I'm definitely, you know, one of a few who's out here standing on what he believes and pushing his line and trying to create not even just national, national attention, but also national respect. As you just said, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, Arizona's not really, Look, looked upon privy, you know what I'm saying, on a national level of hip-hop music or, you know, anything, you know, dealing with African-American, you know what I'm saying, culture, you know what I'm saying? So definitely, you know what I mean, my back is, is against the wall, but I think that I go back to the Ice Cube thing, you know what I'm saying, being, you know, you know, Cube was, was real enough to stand enough for his beliefs, I feel like I had to take a page out of his book. You know what I mean? Somebody has to stand and open up the doors and really, you know what I'm saying, level the playing field. You know what I mean? And and for myself, you know, I've been I've been doing a pretty good job of it thus far, man. You know, I've been able to get a few mainstream artists that I've, you know what I'm saying, rub shoulders with and, and do, you know, dealt dealt some music with to come and really try to take them to I don't I don't want to say the trenches, but you know, the trenches to where we, you know, come from and, and, and build and mold to really show that there's more out here than what some of these people expect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we got a chime in from a guest. Uh, uh, um, uh, somebody watching the show. Shout out to C and D. He said, "I lived in Arizona for five years." And S, Arizona isn't hip hop friendly, but it's coming along. 
Battle yeah. rapper Rum Nitty is from Phoenix, Arizona. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Shout out. Like, like, again, you know, just like I was saying, there's only a few people out here who's really pushing a line on a national level. And shout out to Rum Nitty. He's definitely one of them. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, Rum, Rum be out here in, in the trenches doing his job and doing his uh, due diligence to try to bring some light and try to bring some uh, some uh, national attention, you know what I mean, to where we come from. I think, actually, I think he had... If I'm not mistaken, I think he brought Drake out here one time, you know what I'm saying, for the battle rap thing, try to do that. You know, of course, I brought Ross out here, you know, Game out here, you know, a couple other, you know, people that I deal with, Nas, you know what I'm saying, I had an opportunity to meet him in Phoenix. So, you know, we, we, we I know we, we definitely try to put our best foot forward, man, to gain momentum and gain the support that we need from the people around to help get us to where we got to go. And I want to salute you for that because knowing that struggle. Yeah. Like, look, I'm from Jersey, so right. being at New York's right there, right. the overshadow is very right. hard. It's tough, right? Super and tough. Then, and then being from a land that's a part of the West Coast, but right. not really talked about like it's West Coast, right? that shadow can um, harm you as well. Yeah, so, no, no, definitely, definitely. So I want to give you respect because from coming out, being mentored by game, right. to separating yourself, and then right. establishing your own lane, Absolutely. You got to get a lot of respect for that. I salute you for that right yeah, there. I appreciate you, baby, for sure. So tell me about how you carved your lane and right. where it took you and how it helped to build even more confidence as you went on this musical journey. You know, carving out the lane was just, like I said, man, you know, a, a, a big thing was, was, was trying to gain respect for where I come from and also trying to build resources and... Uh, what's the word? You know what I mean? Resources and, um, you know, partners, you know what I'm saying? To help come and make it a little bit more easier for what we need, you know, to do. You know what I mean? And it's, it's definitely taking its time, but it's, it's, you know, after, after Super Bowl, I think that we're really starting to really get to where we need to go. You know what I mean? Super Bowl was in Phoenix, you know what I'm saying? A couple of weeks ago, um, you know, everybody, you know, of who was, who was out here, a lot of national attention, you know, we just got the KD trade. You know, shout out to KD. You know what I'm saying? The Suns is rolling. You know, of course, you know what I'm saying? The, the, the you know, Arizona Cardinals is in the news for different types of things. So, you know, we're definitely starting to uh, get the attention and national respect that we need. We just got to continue to keep pressing the line, man, and get it to exactly where it needs to be. And hopefully within that particular process, artists like myself, Shout out to Rum Nitty and a few other artists, you know what I mean? Continue to do what we need to do to um, get some of these accolades, man, to really bring back to the city, man, to, you know, to really show that that we, that we you know, something to deal with. <clears throat> I love that. And shout out to the Suns for getting KD because I hate the Nets. <laughs> <laughs> so let's continue on, though. But yes. you've put out music that actually got co-signed by the teams, the Suns and the, and, the, and the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah, the the Suns, the Cardinals, and you know what I'm saying. Um, I know we got a meeting with the with the you know the, the Arizona Coyotes actually the uh, ice hockey. You yeah, know what I mean? so yeah. yeah, they um I, again I, I I think that's happening because one the force of the force and the importance of hip hop. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like how big it is. You know what I mean? You got Cardi B and Offset, got McDonald's, you got Ross at Wingstop. So I think from a corporate and an executive standpoint, you know, of course, hip hop is really driving that. But to see somebody from their own, you know, stand next to these type of people and, you know, create high caliber of, of music and really, 
you know, laying a foundation and pushing the line, I think that they're really starting to get comfortable enough to want to start doing more things in that in that lane. You know what I mean? And you have been making your own lanes with vitamin water? Yeah, 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 yeah. Talk vitamin about that and talk about how coupling your music with something tangible Absolutely. helps make your brand more um it, ma it makes it more acceptable by, by the public. Talk, talk yeah, yeah, it makes it, more, it, it makes it more credible. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, Vitamin Water, you know, like, I, I definitely got to give a shout out to Vitamin Water because they was doing this thing um, going to, I think, I, th I don't know if they was going to all 50 states, but they definitely was moving and shaking, trying to find the next talent, you know what I'm saying, in those uh, particular markets and just giving them, you know, an opportunity, you know what I'm saying, to perform, do the commercials, and, you know, either if their business was on point, get a sponsor or endorsement situation. Um, you know, when they came and I asked them to let me take them around to really show them what we had out here. You know what I mean? I'm big on trying to, you know, I'd rather show you better than I could tell you type situation, you know? So they definitely agreed to it, man. And once we got done, I definitely was like, yo, you know, they was like, yo, let's, let, let's do let's do a sponsorship deal. You know what I mean? We ended up locking in a two year sponsorship deal. They um I did a couple of their their shows that they had lined up in Phoenix, Vegas, L.A., New York. You know what I mean? So definitely it was a great partnership for me to kind of one uh, see how they interact with with artists. You know what I'm saying? And it was dope for me to be able to put my name and my face in that circle. But even also, man, it was super dope because down the line. You know, when I, you know, start moving a little bit further in this whole economic space and entrepreneur space, I'm definitely going to bubble back and see if we can do some further business on, you know, maybe, like I said, uh, piecing up for a sports drink before maybe one of the players on the Suns or something for, you know, again, these 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 relationships that I'm having with the Cardinals and, and the Coyotes, maybe we can cross market and cross promote also not just my music, but even also some of the other things that we got in the city. You know what I'm saying? That's uh, thriving. <clears throat> I love it. But now, I'm tired of the industry talk. Come on. Let's talk for real. All right. Now we're going we're gonna to build, me and you. Come on. Because it's a man's dream to make something from his own vision and Absolutely. to be a landmark in this world. Absolutely. But I want to ask you a question I asked another artist recently. And I asked him, how does a man find his purpose when he's a creator? What is your answer? Mm. You know, how a man finds his purpose as a creator. Mm -hmm. You know, I kind of I kind of got to take this from Ross. You ready? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's how many people you bless during that journey. Mm. You know what I mean? How many, how many, how many people can you you know what I'm saying? Um, I don't want to say push through, but you know how many people you can you can you can you know help arrange and and, and help put in better spaces. You know what I'm saying? And better mm -hmm. in better situations. I said all the time. You know, my biggest goal on this whole particular journey out here is bigger than me. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I mean, I could easily just you know stick to myself and you know connect with these artists and do everything for me, but it's bigger. You know what I mean? Like I said, you know, my 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 purpose is to lead, but it's also to give. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Because somebody had to give me an opportunity, it's only right that I do the same. And so I agree. But see, that's the point where the industry kind of makes me angry 
because the heart of a man is not only in his desire huh. to create, it's also in his desire to stand strong for others and solve problems. Absolutely. But whenever you look at the music industry, you always see people with real legit talent fight for loyalty and the game is very dishonest and disloyal. Absolutely. What does loyalty mean for you? And how have you seen loyalty be made and taken away to the industry so far? Um, you know, I look at that. I mean, like I said, you know, we, I, you know, I definitely live by that. You know what I mean? Um, the end, you know what I'm saying? The industry is not for everybody. You know what I mean? And, and I'll be honest for myself, you know what I mean? I'm in the industry, but I stay surrounded by a short team of individuals that I know who believe in and love in me and entrusted me. Mm-hmm. You know, that was one of the biggest struggles that I had getting into this industry is when, when the industry finds talent, they try to take the talent and they try to separate it from the, the, the true genuine supporters and nurturers that they came into the industry with, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they try to align it with their own company so they can suck everything out of that in, individual by itself. And when, and when it's done, they throw them back to the, you know what I mean? Throw them back to the wolves or throw them back to the city or state that he came from. And everybody looking at him now at that point, like, see, nah, man, for me, man, you know, everybody who is around me is somebody that I, I believed in. I, I entrust and that we live and understand by the same visions and characteristics. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm, you know, I, I know a lot of people, but I don't hang with a lot of people. You feel me? One thing about me about this industry is, man, I've seen it get cloudy for a lot of artists. I've seen it get cloudy for a lot of different people. You know what I mean? And one of the, you know, one of the, one of the easiest ways to not get caught up in that particular cycle, man, is to, is to create a love field or create a, a, a circle of surrounding of individuals, you know what I'm saying, who live and breathe the same vision as you. You know what I mean? Yes, I do, because knowledge itself is the perseverance of not only your talent, but your spirit and your soul. Mm. Life is a classroom without walls, and you're going to learn with every step that you take and every journey that you take as well. And going to the highly favorite project on the intro, you even talked about loyalty when you said you're lying, like, you know, you thought game was trying to hold you down, but actually he wasn't. He was dealing with his own, and you respected him, so you stayed. So it's a loyalty there that's like, oh, I understand what you're going through. Do yours, and I got your blessing. I'm gonna make you proud. Absolutely. You know what I mean. And 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 that was that was that was truth. You know what I mean. I say all all the time. You know, I sat behind game for a long time. And you know, people ask me like, well, you know, if you can go back, would you would you would you do the same thing? And I said absolutely because even though I sat for a while and I wasn't able to put out uh, the type of music and as much as music as I wanted to, you know, I was able to learn, man. I tell people all the time, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, I learned from his successes and I learned from his mistakes. And even through that particular journey, I was able to build a lot of relationships and a lot of allies that are, that are definitely, you know what I'm saying, worthy of helping me on my journey now. So, you know, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely a process out here in this, you know, industry for sure. I would like to give you kudos on how you created your project because a lot of people listens for the bars and the lyrics and and, and then he listens for the beats. Right. I don't listen to none of that because that's going to come anyway. I listen to the spirit and the creativity of the project first. 
Absolutely. And that's why I wanted to give your ear a lot of credit is because Richie Evans on Let Me Talk My Shit mm. is the same artist that's on For You. But he gave you different sides of him Absolutely. so you can understand the entirety of him. Absolutely. Tell me about why it's important to talk your shit, but also give people what they want to feel good as well. You know, the Let Me Talk That Shit record came came about, actually. Um, you know, so you know, I, I think Jay-Z said people want to touch you. Well, it's kind of different, but he he did it in a in a in a meta a metaphorically way when he was like, people want to test you when your gun go warm. And what I meant by that is what 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 what, what I kind of took that same analogy but put it into my into my own is like, you know, when people see you uh, uh maturing. You know what I'm saying? See you doing doing better and in, 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 in reaching for higher goals. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I grew up as a, a real hip hop artist, a battle rapper, really, you know, was out for respect. You know, when you start becoming a, a full artist, a creator, you know, things change. I'm making records for radio. I'm making, you know, sp specific types of records for different types of lanes. And, you know, people tend to forget sometimes like, nah, buddy, buddy, buddy can go. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, nah, buddy, buddy can go ball for ball with anybody, you know, anybody out. So I definitely had to create one of those records. Like, let me talk that ish to let people know, like, yeah, just because I'm talking about a female on the record or really trying to handle my business the right way. Don't get it confused. I'm still definitely a fan of, of the hip hop art and I can go when it's time to go. You know what I mean? Tell me the levels of what it is in artistry. And this is what I mean. Let me explain it first. You rhyme. Right. You find out you're nice. Right. Now you want to be the best. Right. Then you become a professional. Right. And you realize being the best is not only what you say, it's how you put out what you say. Absolutely. And then now you got analytics that tell you men, women, this age, this demographic. Right. How do you master that circumference and not just stay as the guy that's nice? You know, uh, and that's kind of what I'm going through right now. You know what I'm saying? I think that in, in music or in, 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 in any, any, any profession, you go through seasons. You know what I'm saying? I mean, again, it's like Kobe, for an example. You know, Kobe was, you know, dominant in, you know, high school. And then, you know what I'm saying? He, you know, went straight to the league and he had to go through the process of understanding what is what. You know what I mean? It's just like me. For an example, one of my biggest motivations to date is my peers, you know, when I first got into the industry, you know what I mean? You know, my my my, my peers are different. You know, you know, J-Rock from TDE, you know what I mean? He's my peer. Kendrick Lamar is my peer. Nipsey Hussle was 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 my peer. You know, when when I sit back and look at that group, everybody is great. You know, J-Rock went on to be multi-platinum. I think he got a couple Grammys. He got one of the biggest records out, win, win, win. Kendrick is arguably the you know the, the face of hip-hop besides drake and a few others you know what i'm saying like you know to know that i come from that realm and have just as much skill set and vision as that as as they do it's just a motivating tool on my journey to keep going but keep learning you know what i'm saying and keep putting the righteous things around you to get to that level See, that comes with a lot of pressure. Eh, in a way, it doesn't. It, so I don't I don't look at it as pressure because when you 
when you believe in yourself and you walking in your purpose, there's nothing you can't do. That's a fact. You know what I mean? So it, it's not a pressure for me. It's just a timing thing. Mm. You know what I mean? You got to make sure that through the timing of you evolving and you, you know, creating these other outlets that, um, you know, that you that 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 you don't let the industry or let outside influence trick you out of your situation or or out of where you're trying to go. You know what I'm saying? Time is the greatest enemy of man because Absolutely. time does not exist, but it exists at the same time. Fact. Let me, I agree with that. Check this out. Going to jail for three years mm. and living a regular life for three years is two different time periods. Absolutely. Not only that, how about this? As an artist. Time spent or time invested in your craft is different from time invested in your marketing and promotion. Agreed. And most people don't invest time. They invest effort. What is the difference to Richie Evans when it comes to effort and time as an artist? Man, like I said, you, 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 you spoke on something that I'll take it back to COVID for an example. Mm -hmm. You know, I tell people all the time, COVID was the best thing that happened to Richie Evans. Why? You know, before that, all of us are kind of like in the rat race of, like I said, succeeding and, you know, chasing the next check and being on the road and doing this and doing that. You know what I mean? When, when you're forced to sit down and forced to look at your life, you know, I think that COVID sat everybody down and made them look at their life from that standpoint, no matter what was going on. You know what I'm saying? Because nobody mm -hmm. knew what was to come. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Nobody knew what was on the other side of that of that stone. So it 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 sat me down and really made me look at my life. I had a I had a moment to look at myself. You know what I'm saying? It slowed me down. It made me get my personal affairs in order. It made me get my business affairs in order. It made me really, you know, have a moment to really start looking and designing, you know, the outline and structure that 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 I wanted to execute. You know what I'm saying? It, you know, it, it made me really sit back and, and take a look at the people that were in my corner and seeing who was really there for the right reasons and, you know, who wasn't. You know, COVID gave me a moment, like I said, to really walk in my purpose. I was able to align myself and make the necessary adjustments that I needed to continue on this journey to execute in the right way. You know what I mean? So for me, it definitely was a self-reflection and it was a self recharging you know what i'm saying to all the stuff that i had coming after that so covid led you to the rick ross record covid led you to yep. the highly favorite record yep. covid led you to understanding that your ear and your pen is the most important things outside of your experience it what it, what it did was it helped me fine-tune it like I said, it it, 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 it it helped me recognize those things a little bit. Like I said, you know, we're usually chasing a check, going city to city, doing this, doing that. It gave me a moment to reflect and look and outline everything that I that I had on the table. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, it slowed me down purposely to be like, you know what? Let me let me really get in tune with, with myself and let me see how I can make some of these, you know, particular unknowns or things that need need to be changed uh changed you know what i'm saying to to the right way and and and, and that's what i did and, and, and again i think that that was one of the reasons why 
you know, the EP is so intimate and so well put together and, 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 and perceived that way because I had the time, the patience, and the understanding to do it. I was talking to some of my people. Shout out to some Hip Hop Heroes podcast. They're out there. And I asked them before this interview, and even we even got to, to this point, I said, yeah, I've heard of Richie Evans. What do yeah. you think about him? They was like, oh, yeah, I heard about him. Yeah, he making yeah. noise. And one thing I like about me being able to ask people in the end, because like I said, I didn't even know he's having this interview. I did that way before this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And the dope part about that is in having that conversation, it proved to me that if an artist can represent his homeland and they represent and speak highly of you and your homeland, you got something. Absolutely. Here's a question I want to ask you. Shout out to my man, Left, Left Guns on here. Yo, great artist. And you know what? He kind of is going to inspire this question for you. Okay. When the artist has a name, he is respected. When the artist's name is respected, he builds a legacy. Okay. An artist's legacy teaches others based on their example. Absolutely. What was the most important lesson you learned about yourself to start your legacy, not just have one? Um... Outside of the nothing comes easy factor, I would have to say resilience. Okay. And what I mean by that is, you know, there was a time, you know what I mean, in my career field where the outside chatter did affect me. And what I mean by that is, you know, there used to be back in the day, it's like, you know, no nobody knows, or at that time, I don't think nobody knew the true story of how the Black Wall Street label folded. You know what I'm saying? So it was such a big deal being signed the game. And you know what I mean? Like, like, oh, we finally got one out here. But then, like I said, when 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 the beef and the dynamic between him and 50 and then the label folded, you know, everybody looks at it from an artist standpoint of like, well, 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 maybe he didn't cut it because he didn't, you know, create the records that was needed. Or maybe, you know what I'm saying? It's always on the artist aspect. Um, or maybe he wasn't good enough or, you know, what is this? What is that? But people, you know, tend to tend to forget that this is still the music business. And there was some business between two honchos that just didn't work out that affects everybody else. But at that particular time, man, you know, I heard everything up under the sun. Ah, you know what I mean? Like, how could he not make it with game? Or, you know what I mean? You know, like shit, he had somebody in his corner, you know what I mean? Like, 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 you know, this, 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 and that. And early on, man, you know, before I was I was who I am now mentally and, and spiritually, it did it did affect me. You know what I mean? It, it it affected me on a level of you know frustration because people, you know, I felt people didn't really understand what was truly going on. But like I said, as time went by, you know, it 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 put a battery and a motivation in my back. That's where I go back to my peers. You know, what I mean, I look to the left of me, you know, Kendrick left. You know, he was signed to Def Jam at that particular time. And he was signed to Strange Music, him and J-Rock, you know, with, 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 with Tech 9 You know, to see them, you know what I mean, figure it out. You know what I mean? Put their head down, chest out, prayers up, and keep smashing and becoming who they become, you know, become was motivating. You know what I'm saying? That was a that was a legacy move right there. Same with Nipsey. You know, there was a bunch of, you know, different things about, you know, him beefing with the 60s and whatever his deal was. And, you know, to see him fall back and, and restructure and, you know, you know, put put his his people in, you know, position and create the music that he created and then, you know, dropping the victory lap, 
You know what I mean? It shows resilience, you know what I'm saying? For his legacy. So, you know, definitely I would say, you know, just, just to the question at hand, man, for my legacy is just resilience, baby. You know what I'm saying? Ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was just saying resilience is, is, is definitely what it is. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're loving this interview, please subscribe to HeritageHipHop.com so you don't miss any of this great content. Because as you see, we like to build on Heritage Hip Hop. We don't ask fluff questions. Come we on. really get to the heart of it. You know what I mean? So going back to you, sir, you talked about being spiritual, right? Yeah. yeah. This is something that came to my heart the other night. This world is full of many gods. Okay. But there's only two that matter. Okay. The most high in death. Okay. And you're going to meet them one day. Absolutely. The most important thing about a man's life, once again, is his legacy and the story that he leads. In life, our story is written in years of five. Okay. And in every five, every five years, you go through a change. How many years have you been rhyming and doing this hip hop thing? Man. I mean, from a from a professional standpoint, really, really on point, I would have to say we, we're looking at what 13 years now. So then that means you're in the third stage of your life when it comes right. to hip hop. Because your first five years consider is considered birth. Your second five years is acknowledgement of the world. Right. And your third set of life is figuring out where you relate to the world that you're in. Right. Am I about am I about correct? Yeah. Yeah. And understanding the spirit. The most important part of growth when it comes to the spirit is refinement and alignment. Thanks. You align yourself with loyalty. How do you refine your loyalty so that it grows into something higher spiritually in the music industry? Um, I mean, staying true to self. You know what I'm saying? Coming, you know, within this, you know, industry, you know what I'm saying? A lot of things are going to come, you know, a lot of accolades, a lot of things are going to come along through that journey. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I would just have to say, you know what I mean, for me, man, it's, it's, it's just, like I said, staying true to self, continuously, you know, executing and staying on, on the path that you have planned for not just you, but for your loved ones and support system around. You know what I mean? I've seen a lot of people, you know what I mean, or or seen a lot of, you know, crews, you know, outside looking in, you know what I mean? Like I said, they put their blueprint together, they, they plan, they execute, they, you know, the Migos, for an example. You know what I'm saying? Peace, take off. Rest in peace. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but there's, you know, there's, there's a, there's a time when respect, character, and love outweighs, you know, industry shenanigans. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, my respect and my, and my, you know, my respect and my purpose as a man, you know what I'm saying, outweighs me fighting with my partner, you know what I'm saying, over you know, something that's, 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 that's going to divide our, our union. You know what I mean? Gotcha. And, and, and I think that a lot of people in this industry get that fucked up. Yeah. Because there's a lot of sad stories of miscommunications leading to loss facts of, of life, forget money of life and respect. Right. You right. know what I mean? Right. And see the most, the most important thing about this interview, I wanted people to know through when I heard your music, loyalty is one of the most honest things you rhyme about in your rhymes. Absolutely. I don't care if the song's about a female. I don't care if the song's about the street. I don't care if the song's about your desire. Loyalty is the number one thing that you crave in your expression. Absolutely. I mean, that's what a relationship with a fan base is. It's respect right. and loyalty. 
The Bible also says that when it comes to men and women, we're different. Women want to be loved. Men mm -hmm. want loyalty. Mm -hmm. And when you play the game, you realize that loyalty is the is the commodity that's hardest to obtain because people have desire rather than loyal loyal substance. Right. After be making this project, how did the loyalty to yourself grow as a part of loyalty to your craft? Oh man, you know, five times more. But 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 let me tell you why. Mm -hmm. Because I had a well, I had a contract with myself. You know nice, what I'm saying? Nice. Like, like, like when I'm gonna start out to do this, we gotta we gotta see this through. No matter how rough it gets, no matter what what comes on on the table, we gotta stand for something. So to have the EP roll out the way that it did, to have it come together the way that it did, how it's um resonating, you know what I'm saying, with with people, you know what I mean? Basically, you know what I'm saying, puts an extra motivation and battery in my back to be like, you know when you walk in your purpose and you execute and do what you say that you was going to do and keep your character, your, your, your character and in, in, in integrity intact, shit like this happens. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So for me, it definitely, you know what I'm saying? Is a nailing point to continue to stay on this path and this journey, you know what I mean? To, 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 to execute to what we got coming next. <clears throat> See, when it comes to hip hop, like I said, hip hop is very top heavy. Right. But it's very bottom driven. That's right. Like, like in the 90s, there was a prophecy that was told that said that real hip hop would go underground and you would have to fight the machine to really hear what's real instead of what they give you. Today, we see that prophecy come true. The radio's dead. Yeah. Podcasting has become the outlet of the I hate to say it this way, but this is what has been told. The podcast is the outlet of the washed up rapper. Right. Streaming services have made music really access easily accessible to the point that it's been devalued. Yeah, facts. How do you keep the value of your product high when people devalue the culture when it consumes it? What do you say? You know, I had this conversation a few days ago where got some praise from it, got some, you know, some backlash from it is. You know, I'm a person, man, I have a different mindset with that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I believe in order for an artist to really keep his artistry at a high level, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Or in a in a in a space of respectability, I feel that scale back a little bit. Scale it back a little bit. For me, you know what I'm saying? I dropped a six a six uh disc EP. Short, sweet, but effective. Mm -hmm. But it also, for the people who are true Richie Evans fans or supporters or, you know, new, you know, supporting fans, they want more. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Of what I'm doing. And, you know, there's many different ways. You know, I'm I'm going to turn it into, thinking about turning it maybe into an NFT or maybe having limited edition records and remixes and things like that. You know what I mean? Like I said, not overly, not overly saturating the market. But making sure that the product is quality enough to sustain with everything that's out. You know what I'm saying? I think that that's how, you know, the, 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 the like Nas, for an example, I think that he did a great job how he was dropping the King disease. Okay. I think that, you know, he didn't overly 
you know, back-to-back kill niggas, gave it time, let it breathe, put, you know, eight to ten tracks on it, you know what I mean, three videos, marketed it kind of, you know, midway, gave them something to feed off of until we got to the next, instead of dropping every Friday, dropping every 30 days, or dropping this, 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 and that. I get it. You know, we all want numbers. We all want to, you know, break down the algorithm or however that works. You know what I'm saying? But I also believe, you know what I mean, that's how you lose your quan. You know, I think that one thing about me and some of the people that I respect, you know what I'm saying, mystique is very important. Very important. Jay-Z said that. This far you find value in scarcity. Factuals. Rakim Fact. said that as well. Factuals, you know what I mean? And now, and now I want to ask you this. Yeah. Because you talked about being a peer. Yeah. You have songs with J-Rock of TDE. Yeah. yeah. You, you have a smash single with Rick Ross. Right. Can't knock the hustle. Right. You did a song with Mayno. Right. Who, whether you um look at him as a hip hopper or which he is, he's a yeah. MC, he's a rapper, MC, and he's also has a TV presence. Yeah. You being connected with that elevates you in a way where people who are fighting for attention are going at it in a way where they're only atten- they're only attaining the attention of their block and not the attention of the world. Absolutely. What is the ultimate breakthrough, in your opinion, to not only get the world's attention, I mean, the hood's attention, but to get the world's attention as well? You know, it's crazy because I feel like the EP has set me up for the hood attention as well as a little further. You know what I'm saying? It's the it's the respect project. I feel like any nigga who hear it got to respect it. Like, you know what? Broken rap, got some great joints on there. It's arranged and put well together. The ear is good. They have to respect it. This next move that I'm doing, like I said, I'm working on my, you know, debut album, which, you know, we're probably looking at late summer, early, early winter, but I'm going worldwide with it at that point. And what I mean by that is, you know what I'm saying, the music, the vision, the message, you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm glad that I, that I had the opportunity, you know what I mean, to jump outside of my, you know, five block radius at a young age. I was able to move around, see the world, you know what I'm saying, go to different hoods, different, you know, codes, different cultures, you know what I mean? But this next wave of planning and outline that I do, that's definitely going to, it's going to be in tune. It's really going to be one of them ones. And let me go ahead and say this, you know what I mean? You know, people, you know, people talk about the features that I got on there now. They're like, bro, you know, you got to, you know, you got J-Rock on there. You got Ross on there. You got Mano on there. There was some, there was some hefty names. Hey, I respect it. And it's supposed to be that way. But wait till y'all get a hold of this debut album. No, you really going to understand where, 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 where I'm really trying to take it. Like really trying to take it. Y'all going to be like, yeah, bro ain't, ain't really playing no games. So with that being said, everybody, let's give this man the respect he deserves. Yay, man, you got, you got what, 60 seconds. Tell them about Highly Favorite, why they should get it, and then yeah. we'll do what we got to do. My man, you already know what it is, man. It's your man, Richie Evans. Make sure y'all get that new EP, Highly Favorite, out right now on all DSPs. Um, it's just a great body of work. You know what I'm saying? I think that any and everybody, you know what I'm saying, can take something from it. You know what I mean? I think that, uh, you know, you know, from, from, from 16 to 62, you know what I'm saying? Y'all can, y'all can vibe with it. Um, it's definitely, you know what I mean? Something for the hip hop head, but also something, you know, for the younger demographic too. There's a lot of fruit on there. You know, it's a lot of honesty, you know what I'm saying? And it's a lot of truth. Um, make sure y'all download the Can't Knock the Hustle single out right now featuring Rick Ross and Vito, which is definitely, you know, a chart, to, uh, a chart topper. And, um, 
you know, catch me on the gram. My Instagram is who is Richie. Talk to me, man. I like to talk back. You know what I mean? And I'll definitely be keeping in contact with you because one thing about heritage hip hop, <laughs> we don't ride people. We support people by giving them just due respect. And love. whenever you want to come back to the platform, it's open for you no matter what. You know what I'm saying? So now that we got that part, this interview is over for mm -hmm. the first part. <laughs> Mr. Evans, would you like to play a game we like to call the rapid fire questions? Let's run it. Rapid fire questions are not yes, no questions. These are questions that are made to show you the depth of knowledge of this man right here <laughs> and, <laughs> and the art that he does. Are you ready? Let's do it. The single for you featuring Vito, correct? Yeah. yeah. Is a song that brings the other side of a man to hip hop, which is his love for himself and the person he's with. Absolutely. Why does hip hop act so emo, in your opinion, to where a man's emotions are not fully celebrated in the culture? Uh, I mean, I don't think that, you know what I'm saying, uh, you know, a man's emotions is not celebrated. You know what I'm saying? You got to keep in mind, you know, you got LL Cool J in there, you got Fab in there, you got cats who stay connected, you know what I mean, to that. I just think that, you know what I mean, more niggas got to do it. You know what I mean? You got to be comfortable within your own skin and, you know, your own your own situation, you know what I mean, to, to you know, to, to let that rock. So, yeah, you just got to be comfortable within your own skin, you know? I feel that. Next question. And this is going to be a real one. Because this, yeah. this is going to be about you. Yeah. Tupac was the heart of hip-hop. DMX was the soul of hip-hop. Okay. What other artists can embody hip hop in a way that it lives within them, not just lives because they make music? Oh man, there's a few. Scarface. Right. Um, what does Face bring? Man, you know, Face was one of them ones who, outside of Nas, who articulated a certain vision. Okay. A storyteller. Right. A certain artistic vision, you know what I'm saying, to do. Um, I would also have to say Busta Rhymes. In what way? You know what I'm saying? Busta Rhymes was probably, to me, for me, in, in my genre of, of looking at artists, you know what I mean? He was the most animated. He was the most comfortable artist. Um, he was the most comfortable artist being animated. You know what I'm saying? Busta was one of those, like I said, I come from the era of understanding, looking at Ice Cube and looking at Nas and, you know what I'm saying, cool nigga energy. Busta was the first person that I've seen um, turn into a character, sort of, in, in, in his, you know what I'm saying, in his in his artistry, you know what I'm saying, from videos to, 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 to you know, stuff like that. So I would definitely have to say Busta as well. Okay. You know do you frequent the East Coast? Um, good. I mean, like, like you're you're growing up in, in hip hop. Did right. you frequent the East Coast and West Coast equally, or did you stay on one coast longer than the other one? No, no. So, like I said, I so I was born in Philly. I ended up moving to the West. Um, of course, I would go back home to see my grandparents and aunts and things like that. But you know, I was I was a I was a fan of both. Like I said, man, I was a I was a Nas fan, but I also was you know, an Ice Cube and Game fan. You know what I mean? Okay, so now I'm going to ask you two questions. Yeah. When you think about Philly and hip-hop, right? Philly has probably like two or three eras. Okay. Will Smith. Right. You have that middle era where it's yeah. like... Major figures. 
No, no. I mean, before them, um, you had that middle era, which was like, let's take it back. Steady B and them was the originators. Of yeah, that was before. Before Schooly D. Then you had Will Smith, and then you had that long period where Philly was just known for rhyming. Right. And you had Benny Siegel. Right. So my question to you, as a hip hop fan. Right. Did Benny Siegel's album "The Truth" do for Philly what Nas's "Illmatic" do for Queens, New York? In your opinion, absolutely. In what way? Absolutely, because so I at that time, you know what I mean. There was a few other artists, of course, Gilly. You know what I'm saying, Dutch and Spade, Major Figures. You know what I'm saying. There were some other people that I was like, oh, yo, they really rocking. But I think that having that Rockefeller stamp, as well as bringing a record to the table like he did, it embodied what Philly was at that moment. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think that he, you know, he, at that moment, he delivered a vivid description of what Philly was about at that moment. And to do that and have the co-sign from one of the biggest names out as in Jay and being to the rock, you know, that put Philly in a whole different type of category, brother. You know what I'm saying? A whole different, different type of category. Now, outside of that, Cause that's yeah. the East Coast. Let's talk about the West. Yeah, the West Coast is dominated by the NWA imprint. Absolutely, there's barely anybody who made it without that type of approval. Yep. To the East Coast mind, who stamped the West Coast outside of Dre to you that influenced you, or influences hip hop today? That people besides you, because you you hot in, right. in the game. What other sound defined the West Coast that was not Dr. Dre and, or birth from the NWA tree, I should say? I would have to say 1500 to Nothing, which is a production team out there. Uh, they produced Victory Lap for Nip. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Of course, they had a bunch of production on, you know, Snoop's album, Game's album. But I would say 1500 to Nothing for sure. Nipsey for sure. Um... I mean, I would, I want to say J Rock and TDE, you know what I'm saying, because they was they they own stamp, but they kind of came came up under that umbrella too, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I mean, I definitely would just have to say, you know, Nip, uh, Nip for sure, fifteen hundred and nothing. Shout out to my man, you know, Mars and uh and um and Rants, but yeah, I, I would say I would say them too, because like, cause, you know, even though people weren't directly under the NWA imprint. There was a lot of people indirectly and directly connected to the Dre tree. Facts. Which is, you know what I mean? Gang, Dre tree. Kendrick, Dre tree. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 you know, you know, Snoop, you, you know, Dre tree, Crooked Eye, Dre tree. Like, you know, just a bunch of different things. So yeah, I, I would just have to say Nipsey and I would have to say 1500 or nothing. Being from Arizona and claiming West Coast to me, it's kind of like New Jersey being East Coast, but it's not New York. Now, listen, so I had this conversation too. Okay. You know, I think that people got to do their history. Arizona's the original Wild West, my nigga. You know oh, yeah, what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's the original, you know. Now, granted, LA, you know what I'm saying, made it popular and made it what it is, but on a real true, true scale, you know, Arizona is the West. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I said, you know, we're not there. We don't have the infrastructure, but we definitely on our way. So we, you know, we, we got a lot of 
it's, it's dope to know that a lot of people from LA, you know, respect and partner and help push a lot of the things that, that we're doing out here. So that's definitely love. No, well, yeah, I, I agree. If we do the history of Arizona and, and, and the West, I mean, people think about the 49ers and the 69ers, you know what I'm saying? People don't know about the camps that was out there that people of brown skin had to create to fight against the people who were trying to take their lands over. Absolutely. Shout out to our ancestors out there, especially. Absolutely. But to take it back to music, what's the most important, what's the most important instrument that you use to hear music? Um, I don't want to say an instrument, but I'll, I'll say this. The most important thing that I do to really get in tune to music is alone time. Nice. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm one of them ones where, you know what I'm saying? I, um, I wake up early, you know what I'm saying? I always got to take a few hours, you know, for myself before the phone gets to ringing, before the emails get to clicking, before all these things start happening, you know, I get up, get my workout in and I take it like two hours, man, just to vibe through production and really, you know, get a feel, get a little feel yeah. for what's going on to just, you know, kind of create, you know what I mean? Some, 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 some vision. You know, so yeah. I, be I basically just want to say a long time for sure. All right. We got three more questions and then we're going to fade out on this one. Yeah. Here's a very important question I want to ask you. Do you write to music or do you write without music? Both. So hip hop is a language. It's not only a culture. It's a way that the ether could talk to you so you could create. Okay. When you do hip hop, what language do you hear and what voice do you hear as well? Um, I mean, like I said, I, I, I write to, I write off emotion. I write, mm. I write off of how I feel. You know what I'm saying? What, what I mean by that is, you know, I take the beat, you know what I'm saying? And if I'm feeling, I sit back, close my eyes and I envision either what I'm going through, what I've seen somebody go through. You know, I'm very, you know, reality rap based. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm very, I'm very keen on that. So like I said, to really get it to where it needs to be, man, is definitely just off of emotion. You know what I'm saying? I listen, I vibe, have a visionary moment, and then I start creating from that point. I salute you because I'm going to be honest with you. Pain is universal and love is relative. So when you can tap, when you can tap into that universal vein, you can change lives with just right. a pin stroke. So I salute you for the future positive reflections of your music that you're going to get. Appreciate you. All right. My next question is this. What is the responsibility of an MC? Now, before you answer, let me paint the picture. An MC, by definition to KRS-One, says an MC can speak to you about your life, not just rap to you about their life. It's dope. Today's life, we have police brutality. Right. They just found, I don't know if you heard about this, Kazir Island, I think his name was. This young man was murdered, allegedly, I don't know, but I sort of report by police. And they shot him, had dogs eat his body, and they threw oh. him into a river, and he was found. So we have police brutality. We have we have racism. We right. have economic discord. Okay. We have the false reality that the internet is playing where black women don't like black men and all this other BS that's out here to right. try to make people believe that we are what we're not. Right. As an MC who's a reporter of the culture and the people in it, what is the responsibility of an MC? How do you fight to live up to it if you believe there is one? I, I mean, 
I just feel that, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, every MC is different. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, as I was just, you know, as, as I was just telling you, I was like, for myself, I'm really based on reality rap. Like I said, mm -hmm. you know, I got to sit, if I'm sitting there and I'm watching the news and something strike me and my feeling, feel how it would feel, I'm going to start, mm -hmm. you know, let, letting it go on the pen. Um, like I said, I think every, every artist is, is definitely different. You know what I mean? For myself, you know, I feel that my role and my responsibility, man, is just to deliver my, to, to deliver what I see through my window. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, even though that may not be the same as yours, you know what I'm saying? I'm not right. You're not right. I'm not wrong. You know what I'm saying? We just are two individuals who look at life through two different wavelengths. You know what I'm saying? And there's nothing wrong with that because I think that that's why we have what we have in this music of many, you know, many different genres and many different, different outlets of things. You know what I'm saying? But for me, you know what I'm saying? I, 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 I definitely, you know, deliver the news <laughs> and deliver the, um, Reality. Yeah, yeah. Reality, you know what I'm saying, through the window and through the narrative that, that I see and that I go through. You know what I'm saying? Salute to you. So before we get to the last question, give everybody your experience. How did you like being on the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast or would you recommend us to anybody else? Oh, man, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I think that this podcast is super, super dope. Definitely, you know what I'm saying, gets you a little bit more in tune of understanding of high-level music, you know what I'm saying, as well as life. You know what I'm saying? It definitely puts, you know, music and, and artistry and emceeing into a different perspective. You know what I'm saying? Not just speaking about the music, but speaking about the culture and, you know, things that go on in life in a reality and from a spiritual, you know, standpoint. So anybody, you know what I mean, who 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 needs that food, I would definitely, you know what I'm saying, definitely, definitely, you know what I mean, you know, tell them to, to follow, you know what I'm saying, and, 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 and support the way. Thank you very much. So we got to the last question. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast tonight. This is, I'm trying to get these pointy things down because the uh, cameras. But this is Richie Evans, ladies and gentlemen. And this is an artist that I, I believe you need to check out. His new project, Holly Favorite, is out right now. If you're into names, Rick Ross is on there. J-Rock is on there. But if you're into artistry, this is a person that y'all need to check out because he has wordplay and he has loyalty-driven rhymes, which means he's talking to the inner man, not the man that's just listening to the music. Absolutely. So with that being said, we've come to the last question of the interview, which is the last question of the first interview. So when you come back, oh, I have all new questions. So yeah. don't expect to hear the same thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but here's the most important question. 500 years from now, in the Hip Hop Hall of Fame, people are going to come and see Richie Evans' picture. Absolutely. And somebody's going to push a red button and yes. your hologram is going to come out and they're going to talk about your story and they're going to hear your music. Yeah. 500 years from now, what is the legacy you left behind that Man. made the world better because you did hip hop? Man, you know, the, 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 the wording and the saying is he was that guy. At the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Richie Evans had a game plan. He had a blueprint. He put his head down, believed in God, and executed everything that he set out to do. And the biggest part of that situation was he left a legacy and a blueprint and an understanding for peers and other people to follow. So that's what you get. Mr. Holly favored himself, Richie Evans, you know. And with that being said, everybody, make sure you subscribe to HeritageHipHop.com. Make sure you follow this gentleman on his platform, who is Richie yep. on Instagram and make sure you get 
the highly favorite project because guess what? Heritage Hip Hop does not believe in streaming. We believe in purchasing. And I got mine, and no. I want you to get sure. And the most important thing about that is if the internet grid ever goes down, if you're streaming music, you're borrowing it. Come Own on. your music. Come on. Get what's real. And with real music, oh, it saves lives. So thank you to Mr. Evans for coming on. Thank you for your team. Salute, Vic, for the for the interview. Yeah. And without anything being said, we like to say peace. And we out. Uh-huh. We thank you for listening to this presentation of the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast featuring Richie Evans. We ask that you check out his new album, Project highly favored out right now with all streaming services and we also ask that you follow and subscribe to heritagehiphop.com so you don't miss any of this great content coming out if you would like to follow heritage hip hop outside of the website we are on youtube and everywhere you stream your podcast on social media check out at heritage hip hop and if you would like to donate to the cause of celebrating this hip hop culture and and experiencing new hip hop and exposing the fresh new faces of the culture please donate to our cash app at dollar sign heritage hip hop. This is Kareva heritage hip hop saying thank you for supporting us and look forward to more peace and I'm out.